The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank. News and comment. Wednesday, September 14th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news made possible when you buy earbuds and headphones using the code BBNC at tweakedaudio.com. This week has already brought a string of good news about our economy. Do we begin with less poverty or go straight to the middle class, which got its first decent raise in eight years? The poverty level is still shamefully high at 13.5%. That's over 43 million people based on families of four, making 24000 a year or less, not counting government assistance. But 3.5 million fewer people are living in poverty. Percentage-wise, it's the biggest drop in the poverty rate since 1999. The pay got better in 2015 for the first time since 2007 before the Great Recession. It apparently lifted some out of poverty and gave a desperately needed lift to the middle class. Median incomes were up an astounding 5.2% last year, the first increase of any kind in eight years. Millions of jobs were added and full-time jobs went to 2.5 million more Americans. The median income, by the way, is now over 56000 a year. For single breadwinner homes, the median is 33.8. In families with two or more workers, it's just over 72 a year now. On Wall Street, the week began still down from Friday's rumors that the Fed was about to raise interest rates. The Dow had lost 400 points on Friday. Then came word the Fed might not raise rates this year. After all, the Dow gained 250 points by the close of Business Monday, and held steady yesterday. Russian hackers have been wreaking more havoc, again breaking into Democratic computers and the World Anti-Doping Agency. The WADA says hackers have stolen confidential medical information about U.S. Olympic athletes and published it on the Internet. The agency blames Russian hackers targeting gymnast Simone Biles and revealing she has attention deficit disorder. The hackers focused on American athletes taking medicine for legitimate medical reasons after Russian athletes were disqualified from this year's summer games for using performance-enhancing substances. And it's blaming the same group of Russian hackers who got into the Democratic National Committee's computers earlier this year, setting up a tense Democratic convention. And those same Russian hackers have gotten into the DNC's computers again now, leaking a pile of documents that include private data on Democratic donors and even the cell phone numbers of White House staffers and vice presidential candidate Tim Kaine. Other leaked emails out today include one in which former Secretary of State Colin Powell calls Donald Trump a national disgrace and an international pariah and part of a racist birther movement focused on discrediting President Obama. Unlike President Obama, who this week scolded the news media for being too soft on Trump, in this email... Powell criticizes the media for attacking Trump, saying to call him an idiot just emboldens him. The allegedly charitable Trump Foundation, meanwhile, is being investigated for fraud by the New York State Attorney General, and Democrats in Congress want an investigation as well. A Washington Post probe shows Trump stopped donating to his charity eight years ago and then used other people's money to, among other things, make an illegal campaign donation and buy a six-foot-tall portrait of himself. That campaign donation went to Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi, who'd been considering investigating Trump's foundation, but changed her mind four days after Trump donated $25,000 to her election campaign. 
The foundation was later fined for that violation and forced to take back the money. In an uncharacteristic show of restraint, Donald Trump did not seize upon Hillary Clinton's illness this week or even her lack of forthrightness about it, as did Democratic advisor David Axelrod. Trump said he hoped she'd get well soon and that he took no satisfaction in her condition. And Trump still has not released his own health records, not to mention his taxes, so there's been a lack of forthrightness from him, too. Both candidates have now promised fresh medical reports, but Trump's saving his for tomorrow's Dr. Oz TV show. Having already questioned her health the week before, Trump chose a different approach, attacking Clinton's walked-back comment that half Trump's supporters are a basket of deplorables, racists, sexists, xenophobes, and Islamophobes. In context, Clinton was talking about Trump's support from white supremacists, his own comments about Mexicans, and his top campaign staffers who were part of the alt-right movement. Mrs. Clinton later said she regretted saying half. But Trump seized upon that, saying at a rally, quote, the disdain she expressed toward millions of Americans disqualifies her from public service. You cannot run for president if you have such contempt for the voter. You can't lead this nation if you have such a low opinion of its citizens, end quote. The latest Trump rally in North Carolina, a fight broke out between protesters and a Trump supporter. The protesters were escorted out. The Trump supporter who did the punching, slapping, and grabbing was allowed to stay, as Trump declared his rallies are the most fun. A woman wearing a hijab, who was not one of the protesters, was escorted out of the rally as well. For one day this week, Monday, Trump had the campaign trail all to himself, but on Tuesday he was joined by President Obama, stumping on behalf of Hillary Clinton. But Obama also used the opportunity to vent uh, that he gets very frustrated with the way this campaign's covered by the media. He accused the press of giving up on challenging the Trump remarks that once would have been considered out of bounds. He asked the media to stop grading Trump on a curve, quoting Obama, you want to debate transparency? You've got one candidate who's released decades worth of her tax returns. The other is the first in decades to refuse to release any at all. The president continued, one candidate's family foundation has saved countless lives around the world. The other candidate's foundation took other people's money and spent it buying a six-foot painting of himself. At least, added Obama, he had the taste not to go for the ten-foot version. The president wrapped up his rant with, we cannot afford to act as if there's some equivalence here. To be president, you have to do your homework and you have to know what you're talking about. Which led Mr. Obama back to the point at hand that, in his view, there's never been a person more qualified to serve as president than Mrs. Clinton. Meanwhile, back in the Republican-controlled House in Washington, Oversight Chairman Jason Chaffetz continues his dogged pursuit of Clinton's emails. He's vowed to punish a former aide to both Bill and Hillary, who's ignored a subpoena to appear in a hearing about the emails. Once a technical aide at the Clinton Foundation, Brian Pagliano had already appeared before Congress last year. In that appearance, Pagliano invoked his Fifth Amendment right not to testify. His lawyer says that still stands, and therefore Pagliano doesn't have to go back just to plead the Fifth again. Congressman Chaffetz says Pagliano's thumbing his nose at Congress. Quoting the committee chairman, when you are served a subpoena by Congress, that is not optional. His attendance is required. And then summing it up, Chaffetz said, we're not letting go of this. Donald Trump has now joined Hillary Clinton in proposing government assistance in paying for child care. Unlike Clinton's plan, which raises taxes on the rich, Trump's focuses on what he calls fraud in the unemployment program. But Trump claims Clinton has no child care plan. Quoting him, all talk, no action. 
Clinton's child care plan was already up on our website when he said that. Support news and comment with follows, likes, and shares on social media at Buzz Burbank and Michael J. Elston. This is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. Are you hearing good? I don't mean are you hearing well. I mean what you're hearing. Is it good as in audio quality? See, the quality of your earbuds and headphones make a big difference in what you hear and what you don't. Having the right earbuds is good for your ears, and Tweaked Audio has the right earbuds. Headphones and earbuds from tweakedaudio.com are engineered to block outside noise so you can really hear what you're listening to and really listen to what you're hearing. And the quality is impressive. So are the price and the selection and the lifetime warranty and the free worldwide shipping. Hear me and your favorite music good with earbuds and headphones from tweakedaudio.com. And if you use the code BBNC when you check out, you'll save an extra one-third off the already low prices and you help sustain this free daily newscast. That's BBNC when you check out at tweakedaudio.com. The ceasefire in Syria is reportedly holding, but there's increasing concern it may not last for the week. A timetable the U.S. and Russia set for humanitarian aid to people bombed out of their homes. Russia says there have already been two dozen instances of firing by rebel forces backed by the U.S. Russia says its friend, the Syrian government, has honored the ceasefire. The U.S. says the ceasefire is working, that the fighting has finally brought peace and quiet to the embattled city of Aleppo. In fact, children are out on playgrounds there again. But there's skepticism the fighting can stop for a week, which was the condition needed to get the U.S. and Russia to work together in bombing ISIS. In a Hail Mary play during these final months of the Obama presidency, Edward Snowden is asking to come home. He's told the British press he'll ask Mr. Obama for a presidential pardon, admitting he broke federal law by stealing government documents. Snowden's not likely to get that pardon. The White House says the president believes Snowden should return to the U.S. to stand trial. Most of Snowden's revelations exposed a program of government spying on citizens not suspected of any crime, and those revelations led to changes in law and procedure Snowden has nearly two and a half million followers on Twitter. More than fracking, it's the underground injection of oil and gas industry wastewater that's causing Oklahoma's earthquakes. In one day alone this week, on Monday, there were six seismic events in the Sooner State. Six in 24 hours, including a 3.6 quake. In response to that and the 5.6 quake that shook seven states a couple of weeks ago, Oklahoma officials have now shut down even more of those wastewater wells. Nearly three dozen wells have been closed so far this month. We have learned how difficult it is to deal with the nation's opioid abuse problem. Now we're learning it's even harder to deal with synthetic drugs. Opioids and certain other drugs are on a government list of controlled substances. Synthetic drugs are harder to ban or control. They're sold over-the-counter in some cases, often with an ignorable label that reads, not for human consumption. The mostly Chinese manufacturers also keep changing the formulas to stay a step ahead of the law. Ban one ingredient, chemists replace it or alter it to be a substance that hasn't been banned. Synthetic drugs range from a dangerous kind of man-made marijuana substitute to a synthetic opioid you may have heard of in the past few years fentanyl. It's what killed Prince and Michael Jackson. When President Obama went to Beijing a week or so ago, he got China to agree to try to stop shipping to the U.S. substances that are legal there but not here. China agreed to especially crack down on the fentanyl. 
Senators who have a synthetics problem in their districts are asking the State Department to list all the countries exporting fentanyl. In Cincinnati, there were at least 200 overdoses and three deaths from carfentanyl, a fentanyl derivative that's mainly used as an elephant tranquilizer. Some senators would like to ban certain synthetics, but that's where the big pharmaceutical companies come in. They say banning some synthetics would hamper their own research and the development of new prescription drugs. And the senators don't want to again fill our prisons with people nailed on minor drug offenses. So tackling the synthetics problem will likely prove even tougher than tackling the opioid problem. And despite the drop in the percentage of American smokers, children are still being exposed to secondhand smoke at a surprisingly high rate. Four out of ten kids are exposed to secondhand smoke, mostly in public spaces and apartment buildings where smoking is still allowed. They're also exposed to third-hand smoke, the residue that settles on walls, doorknobs, everything. African-American kids have it the worst, more than two in three exposed to the smoke. For white kids, it's one in three. For Hispanics, it's nearly one in three. The American Heart Association researchers say what this means is we need to step up our anti-smoking efforts. We may have just learned something very remarkable about the nicotine addiction in cigarette smokers and addictions of all kinds. Smokers were given cigarettes with nicotine, but they were told that particular cigarette had no nicotine. The smokers were left still craving. They were given cigarettes with no nicotine, but told there was nicotine. The craving was satisfied. So, although nicotine addiction is very real and by credible accounts more addictive than heroin, an addict might be just as satisfied by a placebo as by the drug itself. The implication for other drugs is staggering and may help us find the cures all addicts need. Animal Stories. An elementary school in the Philadelphia suburb of Bryn Mawr was locked down yesterday morning on account of bears. There had been multiple bear sightings that morning. The kids stayed sequestered while authorities went bear hunting. How do you rescue a kitty from a drain pipe? You offer it your burrito if you're an officer with the Parlier, California Police Department. The frightened gray and white kitten was finally coaxed out of the drain pipe with a half-eaten burrito. So for now, that's the cat's name, Burrito. Emma Marsh of Brisbane, Australia, has a goldfish that accidentally swallowed a large pebble and it was struggling to spit it out with no success. Emma was afraid her pet would choke or perhaps starve to death. So Emma paid a vet $372 to surgically remove the pebble from her goldfish. Conquer the goldfish is now in a recovery tank and is expected to be released to his owner today. And finally, whatever you do, stay out of the water trap at the David A. Baker Memorial Golf Course in Fountain Valley, California, especially if you're in your Jeep Cherokee being chased by police for suspicious activity. Those suspicions were confirmed when police found burglary tools, a lot of drugs, and a fake gun in the Jeep they dragged out of the lake near the 15th hole. The driver had tried to escape, but was stopped by two cops who thought they'd retired They'd thrown down their golf clubs to hold the guy and to let officers still on the job play through. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thank you for listening, and thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comments. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz